0: Language is pushing its feeble limit when uttering the word holy. What do I mean by that? Whatever is defined as holy is entirely incomparable with everything else. Holy means unlike anything and everything we know. Now, God alone is entitled to the term, and rightfully so. Genesis 6 says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil, continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Now, everyone listening God isn't saying that he was sorry in a sense that he made a mistake. No. No, away with that weak lowercase g God theology that says God makes mistakes. God does not make mistakes, God is bigger than that. God chose to use this language because we wouldn't understand it any other way. We're so limited in our finite thinking compared to the omniscient mind of God. God had to condescend in his language just so that we might get a glimpse of what happened because of our childish brains. John Calvin worded it like this. God stutters when he speaks to man. (sighs) Okay. He's not saying that God can't communicate his thoughts, but rather... He has to stupefy them for our comprehension. God is holy. God is so holy that Isaiah 6 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. Did you catch that? When an earthly king died, the true king, King Jesus, wasn't moved at all. In fact, Psalm twenty nine ten says the Lord who sat enthroned at the flood sits as king forever. Isaiah goes on talking about the one on the throne. He was high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple above it. stood the seraphim, each one had six wings and with two, he covered his face and with two, he covered his feet and with two, he flew. God is so holy that the seraphim made to be in his presence could not look upon him. God is so holy that the ones made to be in his presence could not stand on the same ground as him. So they covered their feet and they used their other two wings to fly. And it says that they cried one to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of, Of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. The Lord of hosts, the rightful response when faced with the holiness of God is to utterly tremble in fear. There is nothing more terrifying than a perverted, impure, sinful, depraved man face to face with the holy, righteous, just, and powerful, immovable God. Isaiah had the right response when he said, I shouldn't be here. Now listen, God is holy. If all of hell was released and billions of degenerate souls attempted to bring a reproach to the throne of Christ, it would be like a little tiny microscopic knot banging its insignificant head against a rock the size of the universe. And this is an understatement of what it means for God to be holy. Isaiah 43 says, Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am He, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work And who will reverse it? In Job, the last couple chapters of that book, Job questions the character of God. God's response? Who is this who darkens counsel by word without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me. If you have understanding, who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band? When I fixed my limit for it and set the bars and doors, when I said, this far you may come, but no farther and here, your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place? Now this goes on for several chapters. And eventually God says, Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer. Job's response? Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Then God goes on again and said, Would you indeed annul my judgment? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you an arm like God? Or can you thunder with a voice like his? Then adorn yourself with majesty and splendor and array yourself with glory and beauty. Disperse the rage of your wrath. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. God goes on to talk about the Leviathan. Now he can catch a monster of the deep sea like any other fish. To which Job says, You asked, Who is this who hides counsel? Without knowledge. Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand. Now friends. My point is this. My God is a big God. Only a fool would limit him. Or question his holy character. Second Samuel 6. Shares the story of Uzzah. It says Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. So we all know this story, but let me ask you, where did Uzzah go wrong? If there was any instance For a justifiable time to touch the ark, even though God said not to, this seems like it. It was about to fall and hit the ground. Uzzah was just merely protecting it from getting dirty, right? Wrong. (laughs) Wrong, wrong, wrong. R.C. Sproul pointed out that Uzzah assumed his hands were cleaner than the dirt it was about to fall on. Wow! Now, if you think about it, the dirt did nothing but do what God intended it to do. It's dry in dry season. It turns into mud when it gets wet. That's the nature of dirt. But on the contrary, as twisted, depraved human beings, our nature changed at the fall. Ever since the fall in Genesis 3, man became entirely cut off from ever approaching God because of the stain of sin upon our heads. God cannot be in the presence of sinful man. That's why Psalm 5 says the boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. God must cast the sinner into eternal punishment in hell. Because their sin contradicts his holy, perfect, and righteous character. Friends, I just wanted to boast about my God. Know this. God is unsearchable, yet knowable. His ways, they're above our ways. But that's no contradiction to having a relationship with him. We can know God personally because of the work of Christ. And if you place your faith in him, that his work on the cross was sufficient, and that there is no merit you can perform to earn favor from the one who owns and created all. You know, I I think of the patience of God to deal with a person who believes they can earn their salvation Or do good works to earn the favor of God. Galatians 2.21 says that if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died in vain. Do you really think that the one who is talking in Job, Isaiah 43, Galatians 2, 2 Samuel 6, Psalm 29, Genesis 6, needs something that he doesn't already have? No. No. No, this is why he requires faith. God gets glory in the humble recognition that we can't do it, but he can. That's why he tells us to cry out for his mercy. Trust him. Believe that Christ paid for your debt entirely if you trust in him and repent of your sins. What a patient God we serve, but don't be mistaken. There will be a day of judgment. God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God has a long wick, but one day it will run out. Get right with God before that time, because in that time it will be too late. So, trust in God the big God of the Bible.